0: happy friday motherfuckers we're free (laughs) for now what's going on everybody greg metford from greg's world world according to greg what are we calling this thing going there with greg (laughs) we need to put that up uh, above the door so i can be middle-aged retarded (laughs) i'm greg going there with greg (laughs) what's happening everybody happy friday we're going to do a couple things we're going to do a movie review uh this afternoon uh, the movie review. What's the name of that movie, Jeff? City of Lies. City of Lies. This is a great movie, uh, kind of about uh, gangster rap and stuff that happened out in L.A. when Biggie Smalls was killed, and uh, and then uh, we'll just talk about the movie a little bit. We don't want to give it away, but worth seeing. And uh, and then the 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 main body of our uh, national critique today are commentary of the day is going to be a cautionary tale are you ready to hit it jeff
1: i am ready to hit it
0: okay let's rip it man uh get us over on two would you jason yeah all right i'm gonna take a sip of my drink i'm gonna dive so uh jeff you and i talk about this all the time for those of you don't know this is jeff he's uh our uh, sales, business development, uh, consigliere It actually says consigliere on his door. That's fantastic. I have nothing on my door, and on his door in gold leaf, it says consiliary. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best office door yeah, title ever. ever, right? Yeah. We talk about the politics of the country all the time. It's like lunch chat all the time. If we're not, whenever we're not working, we're talking about this stuff. And I was thinking today. There's, there, we got a couple things going on. We got a group of people writing laws like they have a mandate and they're passing laws like they actually have, which is they're not passing much because they don't have much of a lead in anything. Right. And they, the, the white house is this essentially empty. Right. So they're placating him, letting grandpa roll around. Like he's still doing something, you know, like, Hey, could you open up this fucking stack of mail? Right. <laughs> and in the back, do you know the name of the chief of staff? I do not. The most fucking powerful man in the United States and in the world, arguably, right. we don't know who the fucking dude is, right. wasn't elected. Is it Jill? It could it, be. Is Jill the most powerful person in the world right now? Most likely. We have an unele- we have a, an unelected Politburo running the fucking country with an old dude who got lost at the White House. He couldn't find it. I mean, he went outside to piss, pissed in a bush. They didn't know where he was going. They led him around. That sounds like
1: me in Vegas 10 years ago. <laughs>
0: I wanted to talk today, as we break on this Friday, if we have any lefties who happen to pop in and listen to this madness. I wanted to talk about a cautionary tale. And the cautionary tale was this. Everything that unhinged people enact comes back around to chop off their balls or chop their head off. So, uh, right now... You know, and I was talking about this, uh, I was chatting about this with my dad, actually. I would say the part of the Democrat Party that's running the party is the uber-left. That's that Ocasio-Cortez nutbag. So there's a power struggle going on between the oldsters and the youngsters, right? Yeah, it makes sense. What, what do you think about the, uh, I think the rules, the laws, the bills that they're proposing are the most radical, r- most ridiculous we've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. They certainly have an agenda, and we'll see how far it goes. So my dad says to me, what are we going to do? I said, dad, here's the deal. If you come to me and say, Greg, what would you do to change a country? Or Jeff, what would you do to change a country? we we got like, okay, I would do uh like a 10-year sunset clause. Right? You've heard a couple of my propositions. Yeah. I would do two-year limits for senators. 12 years is enough. I would do three terms, six years for congressmen. That's enough. A little over half a decade, go away. Yeah and and then and, and then if someone said okay greg we're gonna make you in charge and you get to do this and then some some people from the opposing side of the aisle came to me and said hey greg you know if you do this we're not gonna have seasoned legislators we're not gonna have this we're not gonna have that i can see this problem when we have too many junior people and not enough experienced statesmen actually doing the craft of state i might go do you have any data on that i wouldn't go fuck off i'd be like okay yeah convince me yeah convince me right. like i'm i I was telling my dad, I said, look, the problem is, I said, he says, why do liberals keep smashing us like this? I go, it's because there's an assumption that we're trying to propose something sane and they're trying to propose something sane and that there's some ground that we give because we're sane trying to be rational to meet right. somewhere in the middle. I said, but they're proposing stuff that's insane. Right. So insane people, they don't understand the art of compromise, and they don't doubt themselves because they're right. Right, It's just like faith-based. So my dad's like, well, so what's going to happen? I said, well, I mean, hopefully a whole lot of nothing's going to happen because they're awful. But it was this weird paradigm I was thinking about conservatives. We compromise all the time because we are sitting there, you know, if you and I had a chance to legislate, we'd be trying to do good for the country. Yeah.
1: Two simple things, right? And I'm not the original uh, creator of this. I think it was Warren Buffett. But term limits, and if they had to abide by the laws that they enact upon us, would clean up a lot of the mess overnight, quite literally.
0: Sure. Also, they shouldn't get treatment that we don't get. Right. You know, I know you're going to get cocktail parties and stuff that we don't get. That's part of the deal, right? right? You know, but you shouldn't get special retirement and special insurance. That's all outside the rules. Right. It's fucking
1: crazy. It is.
0: But there's this assumption that we've been naive as conservatives. We've been naive for a long time, thinking, "Well, the other side, you know, they're not my 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 aunt, my uncle, they're 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 Democrats. They they want the, what's best for the country." But what's who's running the crew are are nutters. They're asking for crazy stuff. Yeah, for sure. So if your wife said to you, uh, "Hey, I want seven Maseratis in the garage, and we need a hundred thousand square foot house." And, and you live in a 5,000-square-foot house, and she drives one Maserati. The conservative is negotiating halfway to crazy whenever we negotiate. Right. Because they're fucking nuts. <laughs> and, and they're getting half of crazy every time they get their way. Right. So what's the solution? How do we get out of it?
1: I'm not quite sure. I mean, we talked about voting them out. Vote with your dollar or vote with your vote. That didn't seem to work real well. I'm interested to find out what's going to be the outcome. I mean, we saw the uh, AZ audit results, but... What's going to be done about it. And then I just read something earlier this morning of what's going on in Georgia and Delaware and other states to come. So we'll see.
0: What did you think of the audit? It it felt to me like it was, it seems to me like everybody said there's a bunch of little errors and yeah, it's always been like that. And they're always there. Yeah.
1: I think, um, yeah, I read the executive summary from top to bottom and, you know, the first thing they tried to do was discredit the entity that was conducting it, right? The cyber ninja guys. And they see, and then it
0: kind of validated. And then, oh, yeah. we take yeah. that
1: back. There, there's a whole lot of discrepancies. Any one of the pieces from the executive summary are enough to probably take action on. I'm not saying decertify the results, but, and again, some of this has uh, become a distant memory from several days ago when I read it, but there's definitely things that were in there that were voter integrity, uh, and other types of issues that, uh, Give me pause, it, like it should everyone else in Arizona, about was it a fair and um, an accurate election,
0: irrespective of who won. You know, if you say the house is dirty and somebody, and and so you turn on the lights and there's dirt in the corners and dog hair fluffed up and there's ghost turds everywhere. Uh, and somebody says, oh, that's just normal. Right. Let's turn the lights back off. Yeah. That seems to be kind of what's going on. And I, I just don't, I don't buy it, not for a goddamn minute. Yeah. And I don't know if it's enough to change the election, but I'm, if we found a bunch of porosity and a bunch of inaccuracy in this day and age of digital perfection, goddammit, we ought to be able to get closer. Sure. I mean, we, we, we deserve it. You know, I was actually kind of happy by the results. I expected there to be. 10 little things were their sloppiness. I just expected it because right. we went from counting paper with volunteers, you know, 15 years ago to digital shit. Right. I expected there to be some messiness. The Democrats would have served themselves better all along if they just said, yeah, do your count. We want to watch, right. do your count, do your count. If that, if it's that good and that fucking secure, do your count. I was glad we didn't see a bunch of server meddling and vote switching that had gone on. And right. it doesn't seem like they found much of that. They've, maybe found some bad ballots. Maybe they found some possibly photo, photocopied ballots, right? Yeah. Um, But it doesn't seem like it maybe is enough to change the outcome, but it's still worth fixing because, all right, we see it now. Let's fix it.
1: Yeah, for sure. It definitely needs to be fixed for moving forward because
0: if you lose integrity in that, what do you have integrity in? Right. It makes guys like you and me not want to go to the ballot because, like, what the fuck is the point? I'm at work and I'm busy and that's a waste of goddamn time. Right. So it, the, the outcome really ought to be – Like, I was actually kind of happy. No big, you know, I I knew there was going to be sloppy stuff. I'm not naive about that. And I was pretty cool. I'm glad it doesn't say the exact opposite of the election because then what? Right. The fact that it would be out in the streets. Right. The fact that it's reasonably reaffirming, I go, okay, well, everything's working. And you know what? It's fair for us to ask. Right. When it's gotten against the law to ask anything. You're you're an unpatriotic fuck if you ask. Like, how about this lieutenant colonel that's thrown in prison right now? Crazy. Crazy. And the guy didn't say someone's a moron. He didn't say anything. He said someone should be accountable. What just, you know, he just lost 13 Marines. Someone should be accountable. We just lost young Marines and servicemen in this and women in this thing. Um, God damn it. Who who made this dumb call? We all knew this is dumb. Why are we doing this? That's pretty fair. Right. He didn't go to a political rally. Right. You know, you're not allowed to go to do anything political in uniform or anything like that. I'm, and I know we're supposed to, I know you kind of lose some of your first amendment rights when you go in the military, you sign them away. But since when is asking for accountability become something you put someone in jail for?
1: Yeah. That's uh, that's one of the main
0: pieces of this. That's
1: unfortunate. It's uh, it's criminal. It really is because then what, what, what comes next, that's the, that's the thing I think about, you know, I'm in a different situation than most. And at the end of the day, you think about what matters most to you. You've got your family uh obviously the people that are closest to you dear friends and then at the end of the day if you can't have confidence in the process and the vote and the count then what do we really stand for you right on all the you know and this has been said better than i'm going to say it now but all the people who've come before us um what, what were those sacrifices for just it's 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 fucking crazy
0: you can't have the most just because you disagree with people you can't have them disengaged because disengaged people, they'll blow up buildings and they'll right. fucking kill people. Yeah, and especially like if you disengage. I mean, look right now, uh, uh, communists are feeling disengaged as well. They fucking ought to be. Right. And they're burning down buildings for the last couple of years, and no one said shit. Yeah. They're not even putting those people in jail. Right. The January six folks, they're in jail, no trial. Right. I mean, there's that an was- abandon. There's an abandoning of principles here that's unbelievable to me and this was my cautionary tale for you if you're a lefty or if you know people that are lefties or maybe a talking point the holidays are coming up where we get to sit around with people that we're unbelievably related to like how right. the fuck am I related to some of these
1: people we all have those <laughs> and uh thankfully and, I've pissed enough of them off that my circle's pretty small yeah and, most most and, of them don't invite me mean to anything and we're in alignment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But um we're, we're gonna get a chance to intermingle with our family members And the here's the cautionary tale. Right now they're using politics to leverage power and to purge out the government. And right now it's conservatives and they're setting a precedent. It comes these are boomerangs that come back around when you break, constitutional accepted norms when you break into the state of human beings since july 4th 1776 the state of human beings tends towards liberty it tend to, tends right. towards freedom it tends towards self-expression it tends towards individual greatness it has you look at what's happened around the world you look at the acceleration of technology you look at everything that's gone on the natural state of humans is to not be ruled by an elite royal class right because they've been falling like dominoes for a couple hundred years. And then you have this anomalous rise of communism, right? This boomerang of oppressing a group of people because you disagree with them and it happens to align with your means at the moment, It this will be used as a precedent to oppress the left as well. Because whoever's in power abuses it. Right, for sure. Yeah, I and mean, they've talked about it just with them. they're trying to break the filibuster
1: saying, hey, you go down this path and change some of these longstanding you know, protocols that
0: we've had. Your time will come. Right. You won't be in power forever. Right. And They're trying to do what they did in California. Change the rules enough they can't get out of power. Yeah. And when well, that happens, I mean, so goes California, so goes the nation. That'd be a fucking nightmare. Right, for sure. But it's my caution is to my left friends. You should be careful about being so sure of yourself and- if you ever say something where your defense is all the scientists agree, or it's this it's the science. You've got to do the science. You need to know the science before you start quoting scientists. Because scientists are wrong for centuries about the most important things. Right? They yeah. thought we they thought we lived in a geocentric universe and then it was a heliocentric universe. And and they were burning people at the stake for saying, no, we're not the center of the universe. We're rotating around another body. They were killing people for that in, during the Inquisition. Mm. For being a heretic. How dare you say we're not the center of the universe? Remember that geocentric thing where the earth is the center of everything? Sure. They saw rotation. They saw everything going around. It's, like, oh, it's all about me. Well, that's what a, that's what a two-year-old thinks. Right. And someone was growing up saying, well, it doesn't quite work like that. Oh, so, burn him at the stake. <laughs> Science is almost always wrong. And it is never popularly correct. It is almost never popularly correct. It is almost... Good science is almost always fringe. Right. So for people to say 98% of scientists agree, that's not interesting and it's not true. Uh, And when they talk about following the science for vaccines and that's why we're going to oppress you, and it's going on all over. I don't know if you saw it today. They passed a law. California now, all children going to school have to be vaccinated.
1: Oh, for in-person learning. Yeah, I read that earlier this morning. And I was like interesting
0: oh okay yep. so that okay let's say we're two black guys and we live in LA and we let's say we're semi woke let's say we're formerly woke so we were woke woke and then we kind of saw the dark side and then maybe we're like semi rogue independent thinkers and we think back to less than a hundred years ago when our government was sterilizing and, and doing uh, sickle cell experiments on black people without them knowing about it does that imp i'd be like oh no hell no right no not for me not for my kids i mean I, there there's some this thing is it's racist it's i it's um massively ideal it's um what do you call it oh i forget oh it's see what happens to get middle-aged i forget some of these terms but but it's, it's it's an oppressive agenda. It's, you know, agree with me or I'm going to disappear your ass. Right. Okay. And they say, oh, no, you just lose your job. Okay, you just lose your way of living you've dedicated your life to. There are people who have been teaching for 30 years who are losing their job.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of disciplines. Law enforcement, first responders, right? I mean, how ironic is this? Last year's heroes and heroines, the nurses of the world who, you know, keep this country going with the farmers and the truckers and several other disciplines are now this year's, you know, villains. Yeah. You know, they're getting fired, they're losing their careers and their livelihoods. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I read something just this morning early. I won't, I won't exactly quote it, but something about since the uh, mandatory uh, vaccine passport stuff has been implemented in New York, which I think just started the end of, you know, for the first of the month, you know, business is down 40 to 60% off of, of course, a historic low to begin with. And I mean, it's not going to get any better. You keep having these oppressive rules and legislation what do they expect people to do it's crazy
0: well you know the problem is is they I don't they don't get it but I mean they're gonna get violence out of it yeah and, and they're not gonna get a bunch of people running up the street throwing bottles they're gonna yeah. get the people they don't want violent violent yeah for sure and that's when it gets bad oh, I mean you and
1: I've talked about this several times you know at the end of the day at least the way I do it you know how does this impact me in my inner circle right and that might be a selfish way you talked about you know the centric model and then I think about, hey, I'm gonna stay in my lane until someone comes into my lane and then there's gonna be hell to pay. And we were getting closer and closer to that point. Yeah. And it's a little bit scary. I have conversations with my significant other family members and other loved ones and dear friends and you know, what what comes next? And that uncertainty brings to me a level of personal anguish and then what happens next? And that's the that's the question.
0: You know, um I'm a somewhat conspicuous consumer. I, I buy stuff. I spend money especially for the for the company yeah for sure um and I used to help out this carniceria that was right up the street from my last house I used to go in there all the time and I bought lunch for the shop you know we did that lots of times yeah and I stopped going in there because uh, Mexicans seem to have drunk the kool-aid on this fucking mask thing they are all the fucking on it around here and I don't know if it's just they don't want any trouble or they're just come from a country where you have to follow the rules or someone's gonna shake you down but Mexicans seem all in on the mask wearing. I had the guys come in here doing trades. So they all wearing their masks. And nobody else is wearing their fucking masks right. here in Arizona, okay? That's for sure. And uh, they just basically got into a war with me at the Carniceria. I I won't even go in there anymore. I won't right. spend any money with them. You know, Costco got that way. Now, they, they handled it reasonably well, but the Carniceria didn't, did not handle it well. And it stopped... It's stopping me from spending money places, and and you know, no, as it should. Yeah, and I don't want to go anywhere. Right. Um, you know, I was just talking about a trip to Florida. I was just talking about some vacation plans, and I basically, I basically told the girlfriend, I go, hey, I'm not, I don't fucking going anywhere. What do you mean? I'm like, I'm not getting on an airplane. Right. No, uh, a door opening cocktail server is going to tell me how I need to be and how tight my net mask needs to be around my nose. Fuck that. Right. I'm not going to some foreign fucking country. You know, I was going to go. I canceled going to Paris. to The show there. Right. I was going to go to the show to try and raise our awareness awareness yeah. of us in that in that part of Europe. Yeah, and get a temperature check of what's going on over there. Yeah, and and you know, uh, I got afraid of not being allowed back in my own country. Right. Because if if you come up positive, you got to sit out for two weeks. Right. So now you're sitting in a foreign country for a couple of weeks, stumbling through French, trying to find places to go do your testing. Right. And, uh, and they're like, just letting people just wave them through at the border and they've got like typhoid and shit, you know, right. so it, it's madness. This will come back around to bite everybody in the ass. Yeah, sadly so. So well,
1: hopefully it's enough to uh, get some people paying attention and see what changes we can make because it's a death spiral. I'm not so, saying it's the end of the republic, but at the end of the day, we are not on the right path.
0: Midterms, what you call
1: Prediction on midterms. Well, yeah, you know, I don't, um, I don't get that involved in that stuff like you do, but I did read something this morning. Like most folks, you know, I form my opinions based on input from others, and then, um, I mean, we've got to take it over for sure, and I think it's going to be a big, big transition. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are upset about what's going on, and I would think people are going to hopefully, you know, prove that at the ballot box.
0: What's this bill? Is it, is it three point five trillion? That's the latest number I heard. I
1: think there's something going on as we speak where it's hit some stumbling block. You know, we had, we had the debt ceiling issues that just recently took place. And, of course, now this nonsense infrastructure bill, which doesn't seem to have a whole bunch of important infrastructure stuff in it.
0: Like, you know what? If they wanted to spend $3.5 trillion and it was straight-up competitive contracts for infrastructure, I might actually go for it. I'm not like, you know, we could rebuild our country because we'll that'll— That'll help us for a hundred years. Yeah, no, and a lot of the
1: stuff needs to be done. You, yeah, you see these same reports yeah. I do. I mean, bridges, I bridges and and
0: electrical yeah. system bridge. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, uh, dams, and I mean, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's a empire with cracks, for sure. And if someone said hey, we're going to go three point five trillion in, and we're going to basically do a remodel on the United States because you can for three point five trillion dollars. Yeah, that's no, a big number. Um, and but then the way they do it, yeah, if they're just going to issue it to certain groups or is it just going to be basically open, open competitive bidding to fix stuff in America? Yeah.
1: Well, that's not how it's going to be. We know there'll be a bunch of earmarks and pork belly spending, et cetera.
0: Yeah. So, so I guess, you know, there's two people kind of holding the line right now, which means there are, if it was just two people, it's, that's the two willing to say it in the news. There's a bunch who are on the fence and not comfortable with it. Yeah. You got Kristen, Kristen cinema out of Arizona, right. Who is, you know, they always say, Oh, Arizona are just a bunch of independent free thinkers. No, every now and then some, Ding dong, Democrat makes it to office, and they want to hold on. And the rest of us go, well, there's only one way you hold on here: right. uh, you leave our guns alone, and right. less is more. Right. So she seems to be holding the line on the 3.5 trillion, and so does Joe Manchin out of West Virginia. So, you know, you can write as many bills like you have a supermajority, or like you have a mandate from America to lead, right. and and you can listen to NBC and CBS and you know the mainstream, lamestream media, and think. That you should be changing the country, but the truth is, the only reason you won is the other guy was kind of polarizing. America's don't like being told the truth.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate.
0: You know, and I, you know, I love Trump. I'm mad at him for screwing up the first debate. I'm mad at him for messaging. I'm mad at him for his delivery, uh, and I absolutely love the guy. Yeah, well, that's who he is, though. Right. Um. But I'm mad that, and and I'm and I'm mad at just middle america for being so fucking and you know what i'm mad at upper class america for being so fucking stupid yeah what i think about is is it now looking back of course
1: hindsight being 2020 for all the folks that voted for biden and the large percentage that voted for him because they had such disdain for the other candidate we're mad they're fucking embarrassed what's worse because there's you talk about holiday conversations and i'll be having a couple of them with folks that i know who they voted for and to be able to look them in the eye and just have this smirk on my face which i will have and think, how do you feel now? Because it's been obviously a travesty.
0: I'd rather our country be doing better than me be right. Yeah, for sure. You know, at the end <laughs> I, of the day, of course. I, I'm so frustrated because, yeah. you know, they said how, uh, you know, the, the left decried him for pissing off our enemies, or pissing off our, our, our allies. Our allies right now don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. We abandoned mm-hmm. them in our policy in in East, you know, into the Middle East. Right. We, it, you know, unilaterally, just didn't say a goddamn thing. Right they woke up and found out about it with airplanes pulling people out of the country. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we cut this deal, you know, we got this great idea to make this uh, Pacific partnership with United States, Australia, New Zealand, and uh, England. And this, uh, pact to try to be a counterweight to the rising hegemony of China in the Pacific. Right. And you know, the more the rising reach for it. And, in the middle of it, I don't know if you know, the Biden administration awarded this nuclear sub deal oh, the to, Austra- <laughs> to the Australians who had yeah. agreed to buy French submarines. Right. So we didn't even tell the French. The French heard about it in the news. Yeah, You know, Trump was cutting deals, and some people, everyone rumbled about it, but they were deals that were, that were better. And we're just screwing things up without thinking about any consequences sure. right now. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, neither have I. It's and saddening. To have a Democrat... Need to apologize for bad action. I mean, w- we have to apologize for what we did. It's a, it's a, it's it's an error. Like, it's an apologizable error to take one of your allies, the French or the British, and undercut big military sales that helped their country. Like, that's a boo-boo. Right. <laughs> that should have been talked about beforehand, and there should have been some deal-making, like right. the art of the deal. Right. You know, Orange Badman would have said, all right, we're doing this, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you a deal that's going to make up for that right and it gives him something yeah we just unilaterally are fucking shit up and i'm scratching my head i'm not hopeless but i'm sad about it yeah that's a good word for it because
1: uh, many people are and then what do you do about it midterms are going to be uh, uh i think a start along a journey because just like it didn't we didn't get here overnight right this isn't all just biden and his administration they're obviously the current ones that hold the you know hold the uh the seat but
0: took us decades to get here and it's going to take us decades to get out. I just don't know if we have decades. You know, I, I see a bunch of, uh, just like the Treaty of Versailles in World War One really hurt the Germans irreparably and basically caused World War II to happen. I see uh, racism at the core of one response to the next that got us to where we are right now. It's, it's really funny. Um, we elected a guy... Because of his color, who was not qualified for the job, right? And he didn't utterly fuck it up, but he, he didn't do anything really well. And then we elected him again, and that, not because he was black, and I and you know the left always says everyone's mad they didn't like him because he was black. I mean, I voted for him the first time, as I have said off, yep. uh, repeatedly. I said, well, look, I just let like, get it, let's get it done, so now we can just just character, no color thing, just right. wh- who's the best, right? And I voted for him out of uh, uh, race apology or whatever you want to call it. White shame, white guilt, whatever you want to call it.
1: Well, some of it was a function of his opponent, right? I mean, you're not the biggest McCain fan.
0: I was a. No, no, no. I, you know, McCain couldn't get in the ground fast enough in my right, universe. Right. And and then he went and picked Sarah Palin, who I was just like, oh my God. Right. Okay, so if it wasn't bad enough, that's your first executive call. Right. And right. Survey says. Not on the board, as right. what's his name? His name, family. Dawson. Yeah, Richard Dawson. Yeah. Not on the board. Um, And, and so we basically apolog- apologetically elected a guy who had no business in public office. Right. None. His resume read more like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and, and, and that vein of guy who was yeah. kind of a community organizer and kind yeah. of full of shit and a little bit of a huckster. Yeah. And He was well spoken, and it made the difference. And and you know, and I and I find that racist what you just said. He wasn't well spoken. He spoke just like George Bush. If you go back and close your black or white eyes, and what you expect, and all oh, I he may expect like a gangster. And I listen to him. I go, no, he's not really a good speaker at all. He just didn't speak like a hoodlum. Okay. Anyway, so we have this. <sighs> Jim Crow, civil rights, systemic racism that melts away over the decades, this apologetic election of a guy, and then it happened again, and the response is is Donald Trump. Yeah, And it wasn't because of racism. It was like enough identifying, enough good feelings, I want somebody who can build buildings and fix shit. And so we got the ultimate pragmatist. I mean, talk about a guy who make a deal across party. You've heard me say this: the yeah. Democrats screwed up. They've never had a Republican in office more willing to make a deal than him. Right. And, and, <laughs> and deals they, he made. And they blew it. Right. Like every piece of it, they wanted this big. You know, they want this big infrastructure bill. He wanted to do an infrastructure bill. Well, why did they just didn't want him to look good? Right. So they're more concerned with looking good. They would rather fail the country. Right than have anybody else but them look good, which is, that's like a, that's a failed paradigm. Yeah, no, that's their posturing and it's been that way for quite some time. And the Republicans are the exact same, which is why we're
1: trying to purge their ranks right now,
0: fucking rhinos.
1: Yeah. Can't happen fast enough.
0: I notice um, the women around me in my life are just as pissed off as I am. Same in you? Oh, for sure. I've got a really (laughs) small inner circle
1: and uh, the couple that matter most are actually it's funny you think that um they'd be trying to keep me on the rails it's actually the opposite they do some of that don't get me wrong because i might be off of them but at the end of the day more of my time is spent saying hey let's hey, that whole lane construct we talked about it <laughs> whatever commercial i ripped that off from uh i think it was a tattoo commercial or something um but uh yeah no they're upset and rightfully so
0: well i just think that everybody needs to sit back they need every if you're a lefty, you need to take a little step back from your perch of righteousness because none of us are so right. None of us are so perfect, We are all flawed. Our ideas are flawed. Most of what we think has some error in it and some continuum upon which you could place it of correctness. And people are acting like they have it on the Ten Commandments right down from Moses off the mountain, carved by the Almighty himself in granite. They've gotten inflexible and unrealistic, and they're starting to do stuff to try and wipe out their adversaries. And, uh, you know, one of the tenets of the republic is we fight, we win and we lose, then we come together and run the country. We don't fight and then win or lose and then destroy the country. Right. And I— don't know about you, but I have not elected anyone ever to fundamentally tear down the nation. And that's what's going on right now. We're letting extremists and uh, blacks who've fallen into this and leftists who've fallen into this Marxist trap, um, they're being suckered right now. They're going to wake up really embarrassed. And the oppressing they're doing, the oppressing that they're doing, you can't take 40% of the talent in this country and oppress them out of work right you can't oppress them because of their ideas you can't oppress them into unemployment you can't oppress you make that many people's families impacted maybe desperate or injured and there's a price to pay for it and it will be awful And maybe
1: it's revenge. Yeah, they can do it. They just won't be able to do it, hopefully, for much longer because it's it's happening now, right? I mean, there's a phrase in my old industry, numbers don't lie, but they never tell the whole story. So right now, the numbers that we're talking about, approval ratings, dissatisfaction ratings, inflation, all this kind of stuff, you know, the economic indicators that are typically lagging, but what they're pointing towards, you know, the market hasn't really responded fully yet, but it's always a little bit behind. You just can't argue with these numbers and people's dissatisfaction. So the midterms are going to matter most. And then as everyone knows, whatever happens with all these election audits, you know, we've talked about this. There's probably not going to be time to get anything done about it because about a year before you're running for office, you have to announce your candidacy. There's a, there's a statement that basically says you want to be a candidate for the least amount of time possible. Right. You know, if Trump, let's say he's going to run, I mean, he hasn't obviously made an official announcement yet to my knowledge, but everyone's leaning towards that. You know, he would ideally like to announce at this six, po- six months before yeah. the election so, so you know we're we're almost a year into his term now there's another year of bullshit probably going on then they're going to be on the campaign trail he's clearly not going to run again for sure meaning uh sleepy
0: because he's going to have to run it he's going to have to run he didn't run this time they right. ran him right
1: for sure and well
0: a- it's going to be interesting to see what happens for, yeah uh, listen i think that both chambers are going to flip hard republican after this because sure you can't so. hijack the country yep. without a big response And you can't go in saying that you're going to do all this stuff and then overreach so badly. You know, we've seen this in sports. You can't overreach your skill set. You can't overreach your capability. Or you get your ass handed to you. Yeah, you get hurt or, yeah, you lose. Pilots that overreach get dead. Right. Right? Um, uh, Financial people that overreach jump off buildings when it happens. It's inevitable. Uh, Investors at every level, you can't overreach. If you overreach your grasp you will fall on your face. Yeah. And they're overreaching. Like they have a mandate from the people to change the country. Yeah. And, uh, and they're, they've never been so wrong and been so radically in step with each other wrong.
1: Yeah. what's really unfortunate about this is the consequences are so unprecedented, right? If you do that in your personal life and your home life, your family obviously takes the hit. Right. We're, we're talking about communities, countries, world, you know, it's just, it's, um, uh, that's what's so disheartening to me. I think about all the folks that came before us and, and what they did to get us where we are today, and how it's being unravelled. Um, it's it's uh, it's saddening, as I said earlier.
0: Let's talk about this movie for a minute. Yeah, it's solid. I watched it the other day. Um, City of Lies. So, give everybody kind of the, the two second synopsis on it.
1: Yeah, it's um it's an interesting. Uh, you had referred it to me as you often do, and um, it's about basically the um, the cover up and the ongoing cover up, apparently, of the. The assassination of biggie smalls and then the you know the tupac biggie connection and how that all went down and it's uh death row records and suge knight i think is the Mm fellow's name it's really interesting it's entertaining it's well done it's got some big name people in it you know those names better than i do and i watched it the other night actually early mornings when i usually watch that stuff and it's terrific it was you said it was good and it was better than advertised investigation to my knowledge is still open
0: yep they've left it open so left, they, they, they can leave it sealed
1: yeah so that way some stuff is suppressed we just talked about oppression earlier um and it's really interesting and there's you know no other suspects and it's and you start <laughs> seeing the evidence now it's a it's a hollywood movie you know based on true events but yeah, there's yeah. obviously some interpretation and some probably uh drama added for effect but if 80% of it's true and accurate... Um, Shit, if half, half of it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's, that if half of it's true, that's why they're oppressing it. R- right, right, for sure. There's There was injustice done.
0: Because it looks like there was a gang within the L.A. Police Department. Yep. It looks like the gang was thoroughly employed by former drug dealers, current drug dealers, and record producers, Yeah. who were basically running prostitution and drug games right. while doing records and rap music. I mean... These guys, this must have been fun to work. I mean, it yeah, must no, have been fun to work with these a, guys. A fly on the wall
1: would have been not a bad time.
0: I mean, just the camera. Just like, right. oh, my God, look what they're doing now. We could have just made a TV show out of that. For sure. And yes, it would have been called movie. Black Lives Matter. It would yeah. have been so fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, uh, if you guys get a chance, you should watch Body of Lies, right? City of Lies. City of Lies. Fantastic movie. Yeah. And uh um, you know, uh, well, you you played some basketball, right?
1: Yeah, a long time ago.
0: Right. So he likes you know girls with a little back. He's uh, he likes <laughs> a little color in his life. I'm not He's... sure where this is going. Yeah, I know. all my all my buddies who played basketball, they all have very very um, co- the colors of Benetton taste in uh, women. How's that? I remember the Benetton store in the <laughs> on the
1: Washington Street Mall in Cape May.
0: Oh my God, Cape May. So uh, uh, Jeff, thanks for stopping on Friday and wrapping yeah. with me a little bit. We missed lunch today. We did. Friday. We do you know, we do we do we do lunch every day, but Tuesday and Fridays are going out going yeah. out on the town lunch. We we'll get day. back on schedule. We got yeah. a lot going on. My dad came in today, you know, he's all post COVID and he's a little greener he's a little greener on the gills. He's I, still I never, not all the way back. Yeah,
1: he did he, he I hope he was better than last week when I saw him.
0: Yeah, he's a little better, but you know, he's got this kind of up and down thing going on. Yeah. Well yeah. that's uh, that's systemic probably. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny's got it at home right now. She's been oh, I guess they should be quarantined. <gasps> oh. Boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she's got it at home. shes I think she's day eight right now. Yeah, I should fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> she says, uh we go to the Oktoberfest. I go, tomorrow? You want to go to Oktoberfest tomorrow? I'm like, no. <laughs> she's like, well, I don't want us to stay in. I go, well, I'm not staying in, but <laughs> you, you are. You right, can't right. go out to Oktoberfest. <sighs> I'll have to figure that out. So I guess my antibodies are pretty strong. Makes sense. Because I've had it a couple times. Yeah, every, for sure. Yeah uh you got anything exciting going on this weekend we are um heading down to tucson
1: for a little quick getaway weekend we've got some horse stuff tonight and tomorrow uh, new car for um dawn's son that's getting delivered tomorrow i don't think he's watching
0: the broadcast we shouldn't ruin the surprise nice if he is watching it good for him <laughs> yeah <laughs> if he is watching congratulations young man a little truth on your friday right right exactly
1: yeah so now we're local so quiet local enjoying the change in the weather gosh it was 60
0: degrees last night as we talked about earlier up at the barn so it was so funny the kids came in last night and they're like hey dad we got to go find our a windbreakers or something it's kind of chilly right. outside i'm like "Yeah." <laughs> so i walk out i'm like hey look it's really nice Yeah, 60. You, you don't need a jacket they just wanted to wear one you right, know for sure yeah yeah all, all right quietly. well listen have a great weekend everybody else uh greg metford jeff oprandy from here at the shack three in phoenix arizona we just thought we'd talk a little bit about uh you know what we should do? We should do book and movie wrap-ups because we've had a lot of conversations about some books yeah, and movies cool. over, over time. And uh, I was just thinking about uh, being careful. You know, my grandfather used to say, you know, they'll get theirs. Someone would do something. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know, we should. And he's like, oh, don't do not do nothing, grandson. They'll get theirs. Um, it comes back around. Everything we do comes back around. The People call it karma. People call it quiet justice people call it fate people call it the hand of god but it comes back around yeah. you oppress a third of america because we won't drink the kool-aid it's going to come back around and i'm afraid of what it's going to be because I, you know i'm going to be on the side of those folks when it yeah, happens no. and i don't want us getting revenge but no, it will sure.
1: happen especially if it's going to be disproportional which it most likely will because they they've pissed off a lot of people people like us that have been sitting quiet doing our thing paying our taxes Pay. and working yeah yeah Doing what you're supposed to be doing to support, you know, economy and family and, um, and your fellow countrymen, as you talk about all the time and, you know, um, you talk about that and, or their time will come, but I'm worried about it as well. That's why that whole lane construct seems to keep me moving forward. Cause if not, I'm not quite sure
0: what would happen. You know, we're, uh, you know, we're doing something right now and people don't really realize it, but you know, uh, I got to be in the military, and some of the guys in the shop got to be in the military and kind of serve the country a little bit, get some sort of Boy Scout merit badge for that, and most of the shop hasn't, but we're actually all serving the country right now. We're doing something kind of interesting. We're taking on jobs that we don't need to take on, like for Jack Wolf. Oh, the OEM work, yeah. Yeah, like for you know our guys out in California and a couple other companies that are chatting about it now. We're doing that and it's uh, you know we had a couple of meetings about it today and I'm mm-hmm. like man it's a it's going to be a heavy lift to make this happen it's yeah. kind of stressful on me, and it's financially stressful it's going to work out but it's financially stressful to make it happen right well when
1: you're trying to make a difference we don't need to as you know and it's uh, something we've talked about as
0: our strategy and you know diversifying the company and these I dollars if they leave the country they'll never come back right for sure and because because people get their business model they get used to that flow and they won't they won't change yeah because how many people in source No, almost nobody.
1: Yeah, no, it was funny. When this bullshit first hit, right now, we're coming up on, well, soon to be two years. Everyone talked about supply chains in China and diversifying your supply chains. We had all that stuff being talked about, and I've seen now little to nothing about it. You know, Arizona seems to be leading the way on some of that stuff. And, of course, we've taken some really proactive steps, as you know, by looking at our suppliers and where Mm -hmm. we get our stuff and how do we diversify. But, you know, it'll become a fad. It'll be forgotten about. And when this happens again or something substantially similar, people will be like, God, we did this 20 or 30 years ago. What the fuck? Why are we so tied? I mean, this China thing's for real, and I think every dollar we prevent from getting invested in their country is uh, is, is a dollar worth going after.
0: You know, it's funny, people. I've, you know, I've been asked a lot as I've been talking politics, and I've had politicos come in here and meet with me and chat with me. That you know, like, hey, what would you do? What do you think? What do you What do you like about what's happening? What do you not like about what's happening? And uh, you know, the couple things you can do, you can do protectionist things right. to block against China and. As Americans, we seem to not like protectionist things. We seem to like yeah, a freedom and competition. Yeah, uh, and but there is something else you can do, and we haven't been doing it. So we're talking about let's say this three point five trillion dollar infrastructure bill, and they're talking about eight hundred million of it being for infrastructure, and the other two point seven trillion being for social agenda. Right. Imagine if you took one trillion of that three point five infrastructure bill and you made it for manufacturing infrastructure. Imagine if you gave states grants for vocational manufacturing training, and there are great models for it around the Detroit area. There's great models for it in places around the country in Ohio. Imagine if you invested money in actual modern manufacturing uh, equipment. What if if you used, let's say this, half a trillion dollars has security to write loans at 1% interest to American manufacturing businesses, and they would turn into grants at the end of 10 years. So we will loan you X amount of money to make what you're going to make. Imagine if somebody came to us and said, Greg, we'll loan you $3 million at 1%. I'd be like, okay, I'll take the money. Sure. And you know what I'd do with it. Yeah. I wouldn't up my salary. I'd Fucking, equipment. Yep. Yeah, knock the wall down, add you know, ten thousand square feet to their building, put fifty more machines here yeah. and hire thirty-five more guys. Yeah. I mean or buy another building and yeah, or, or yeah. you know, make them move and do I right. you know, and you can't have a big building that's empty. You gotta have right. a big building, you gotta fill it with shit. Yeah. The I I'm not against this is what I guess some people they t- like to take these extremes. I'm not against doing something that's great for the country. I just don't agree with what those things are. Yeah. And I think us all being racially aware salves our worst sent our worst sentiments, our most petty sentiments. And if, if I was a black father, I'd want to be I'd be wanting to teach my kids those are petty. Don't let that racist stuff be the thing that stops you in life. Step over that, right. that small thinking, small mindedness. Right. I saw that video from the 1950s on selling to the Negro today, and it was funny as you watch it. Everything they said about it's true, for white people too. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they would say, "Oh, the, the Negro buyer wants to profile their brand and have their friends approve and show status." I'm like, "That's the same with the white buyer. That's right. exa- that's exactly the same. Yeah. It, it completely undifferent."
1: <laughs> it's, yeah. From but it's interesting from 1954, which when that video was was
0: produced. Yeah. Well, I've just um, I, I see the thing. I think I see what the founding fathers saw. And I think you see it too. There's only one thing that saves the country. It is commerce and industrious people making stuff that the world wants. And the natural state of humans is freedom when you see it. yeah. And and we've got a bunch of people who've been free so long, they don't know anything else and they're spoiled. Ask anybody in South America where they want to go. Well, just this week, um, I get a call and an email
1: from Someone in our inner circle who's got a family member who oh, was accosted I'm... in a in a fourth world country. He's a dual citizen of two neighboring countries. He got accosted.
0: This is the Venezuela thing, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: and then was threatened because they realized he might have some access to you know money, you know, family and friends mm-hmm. in the U.S. He's been getting followed. So the conversation I had with said person was. Oh, the guy's been getting the shit beat up out of him. Yeah, yeah, no, this yeah, this isn't like someone just like we're gonna beat you up every day till you get money. Right, right. The old, you know, the bully, you know, model on the playground, but times times
0: your life. Right. So it's somewhere between lunch money and kidnapping. Yeah. So, so the
1: guy gets beat up and he's fearful for his life so much to the fact that he's reaching out to friends and family in the U.S. of, hey, do you have any contacts, resources, and you know, writing the checks not going to solve the problem because that's easy to fucking do, but the conversation I had, which was interesting, the point I want to make is. When I was corresponding with the person who was being, I guess, his um, his um, liaison, I said, "Well, it looks like the guy's choices, because whatever's going on in Venezuela right now is, as you know, that place has obviously unraveled to a great extent. They're they're revoking people's passports apparently, so that they can't flee the country because you talk about oppression, et cetera. Right. And he's trying to get into Colombia, which, as many people know, um, probably has substantially similar um, things going on." but it's, it's a path to getting out where he is. And these people are apparently following, of course, local law enforcement has no value. So I said to him, well, what's he going to do? And he said, well, if he doesn't come up with the money, he's just going to continue to get beat up. I said, well, why doesn't he kill him or fight back? I might have used some different words. And the the person's response was, and I know this person well said, well, yeah, you and I would say that. And that's a, that's a, that's a reasonable outcome and and thought process, but it's just, it wasn't even in his realm of uh, consciousness. It's like, well, what are you talking about? You know, right. you're, you're getting accosted. Go get a gun. Yeah, and and whether you can or cannot, it's not this. But I mean, defend yourself. And uh, you talk about things that are taken for granted, and that was a, that was a stark reminder of how far we've come, and how quickly, and how far we are heading in the wrong direction.
0: And how much the Second Amendment matters, because yeah. as they come for us, and yeah. they will. Yeah, there's no difference. You know, I've talked about it on a podcast this week already. When they start shutting down your ideas yeah. and when you see major social media just shutting down opposing viewpoints, right. not f- crude, not foul, not porn, right, not right. threatening. Right. They're just shutting down opposing viewpoints. When we're when we're not even free to have ideas, anything's possible. Yeah. yeah People off the, off the
1: table. That's, that's right. Point.
0: People say, How could the Holocaust happen? How could it happen? This is how it happens when opposing views are not allowed to be heard loud.
1: Yeah, like what the hell's going on in Australia for Christ's sake?
0: Right. And they're just, you know, nobody wants to cover that in the news. And that's that's the biggest news in the western world right now in my opinion. No. And it and it's within 20 years of them losing their guns. Yeah. Cuz they can't pull that shit here. No, for sure. <laughs> they they could try in California, but they can't try it here. This this place would be a Oh, yeah. Cops would be like, no, 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 no. We're not going to go do that. That's insane. (laughs) Well, we
1: say that, and then we look at who's being purged from these entities, right? You know, you talked about the other day who are the folks that are leaving law enforcement and military, and it's the people. People who
0: uphold and swore the the Constitution. Right. right.
1: So as they get purged out of the system, to your point, then those are the folks we were counting on, say, if this ever turned into this, you know, I got to knock on my neighbor's door and do this. That's not going to happen. Well, those people are leaving. Right. And they're voting with
0: their feet. But these, and the folks who are left are ideologues. And this is what I was going to say earlier. Ideologues can be shifted. And you can get caught in the crossfire when you... They, they will devour their own. It will happen. For sure. And, uh, and then we'll get good leadership back in and we'll fill it back up with people who love America. Well, That's we, my hope.
1: Yeah, same here. I mean, there's two ways you respond, right? Reality either responds to you or, or it imposes itself on you or you respond to it. And I'd rather be
0: on the other direction of that. Jesus, my dad said a quote to me of Charles Bukowski while we were at lunch, and I almost fucking fell off my bar stool. My dad said... Well, Bukowski said, um, nature does in us what it will and we get what's left. Hmm. And I was like, you know, he's like, nature will take its course with us and we only get a say in what's left. I was like, holy smokes. And you know, that's like the Greek, the gods versus self-determination. That's all said in one fucking line of a drunk beatnik poet. Hmm awesome all right we'll leave it with a, a charles bukowski quote yeah. for your friday and for your weekend um thanks for stopping in you guys we're uh gonna bounce and have a great weekend thanks yeah. for stepping in jeff thanks yeah Thank later you.